0: Welcome to episode 23 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast for sharing tips, apps, and gear for iPhone and iPad, along with related technologies that it gets us going on using iOS in a fun, productive, and meaningful way. I am your host, Dave Ginsberg, and joining me as always is Melissa Davis. How are you doing, Melissa?
1: I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself?
0: Doing great. It's been a couple of weeks. We're going to uh, get back in gear here and talk about all kinds of great stuff that's been uh, happening in the Apple world. Um, what else has been going on with you in the Apple world? <laughs> I could ask you. <laughs>
1: oh, I've actually been quite busy helping customers – well, clients, my clients and other people's customers, Apple, yeah. Apple's customers in, <laughs> in particular, get their devices set up. Uh, excitedly, I just got to handle an iPhone ten, and uh, – oh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting one next next time they come around. I, I got I got bit. <laughs> yeah. I can totally see why you like that. I mean, yes. I do love my A plus, and and we'll talk about how my life has been living with that in a little while. But yeah, handling that that ten that form factor is really nice. After after wielding this A plus for a while, I'm looking forward to going back to that in the in the coming years.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, by that time, probably the the ten plus will be out, or who knows what they're going to call it uh yeah. we'll talk a little bit about that with the worldwide developers conference coming up uh, uh but uh yeah it's uh, it is a great phone I'll definitely tell you that and yeah uh, you see uh, firsthand uh what the bits, the differences are so um let's uh let's dig right into the news there's a lot there was a we got about a couple of articles here I wanted to touch upon uh I a little out of order what we have in our show notes here i to, actually the one I wanted to talk about first was the the, the event that uh, Apple announced on march twenty seventh which actually is going to be here in Chicago. Um, cool, and it's uh, focusing on creative new ideas for teachers and students. I thought you'd be interested in this. Since
1: oh, I wish I could attend something like yeah, that. I would just love that. Oh, I'd have so um, much
0: fun. A lot of hinting of what the, what the inter, what the invitation is. Are they going to announce anything? Have they been talking about cheaper MacBooks and iPod um, iPads? Uh, people are kind of playing into the, the 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 graphic of maybe there's going to be a new pencil for the iPad. Hard to say. Yeah, based
1: on the yeah, based on the graphic. I mean, we always try to read stuff into whenever these announcements come out to the yeah. media, like are there clues, are there Easter eggs in the graphic that we can surmise what's going to go on? And it's a beautiful graphic, and it, it kind of showcases what you could do with the pencil, where it's got those beautiful lines. Yep. It's a beautiful line drawing. I can just, uh, I love, I love calligraphy and stuff <laughs> like that. I could just watch that stuff for hours. So but, uh,
0: yeah, it's love be- to
1: be a fly on the wall.
0: <laughs> going to be held at one of one of the larger high schools in in um in chicago chicago public schools it's lane tech uh lane tech uh high school and uh that's quite a quite a place it's going to be uh, held there and all anybody who was invited gets to go there of course the press will probably be there as well uh and uh chicago's board of education actually recently added a computer science as a graduate requirement for all public schools so that's kind of a fitting pair for them uh doing that so Uh, Some reports from some of the um, the rumor sites were saying that potentially they're claiming that maybe uh, there'd be finally a successor to the MacBook Air. We won't talk much here on that, but uh, also Apple does sell an outdated uh, entry-level model, which is $999, so they were talking about that. But also, there rumoring uh, relates to potentially that there will be a classroom uh, version of the iPad that can reduce the price, the iPad, and maybe an entry level nine point seven inch, which would be around two hundred fifty nine dollars. Now, hard to say if that would be offered to the consumer or not, or if that would just be for for education. Uh, but there are, of course always rumors you can't really hold 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 two of those uh, rumors when uh, these things are discussed well
1: but, we can dream can't we yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: but I mean I think it would be smart on Apple's part especially you know at the end uh, education is starting to really hunker down on on budgets I mean uh, it's, it's, it's it's starting
1: it's, it's to it's been, been, it's been for, for so long for a long time that's yeah. that's the problem really yeah. I mean you know I can remember when do you remember the old emac computers? readers oh, yeah. those big white...
0: Yeah, my Uh, wife wife had one.
1: (laughs) I remember when I was working in education back when you could order those on a five-pack. There was special – like I don't remember what the number pricing was, but I remember um, it wasn't wasn't my direct job, but I I was friends with people who it was their job to spec out – Computers and hardware and things like that to be outfitted in schools, and you yep. could get like a package kind of price on right. on a pack of computers and and all this is just to say that I mean Apple used to have a really good hold on the education market way back when i mean even when you and i well i mean when I was a kid i mean you Not know Apple was starting to get it, to get into classrooms yeah. i mean
0: I'm, sorry, I'm, not um, I'm not that far ahead of you, I should say.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there's about, what, a decade there so, not quite. Um, but, um, yeah, not quite. Uh, but I remember, you know, Apple being in the education space and, and myself and some of my peers, you know, we'd, we'd have fond memories of, you know, playing Oregon Trail on a Mac and oh, yeah. the flobbies and, you know, just different things that we did on, a, on an Apple computer. And it was like that for a long, long time where Apple really had kind of a stronghold on the education market. And then I think it was probably a combination of either maybe leadership at Apple. I'm not exactly sure what, but they lost their grip once uh, things like HP started coming in and offering a lot more, you know, more budget-friendly machines. And then I, I think there's just, and without getting too political or anything, but I think there's been a political shift. I think there's just been a shift in in funding our schools and education market has just been defunded over the years, over the last you know two decades. It's just I mean, you didn't used to it's not like we didn't worry about funding. And I remember, you know, when I worked in education and this is about a decade ago because I was. You know, it was just before I started my family. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, there was a bit of a struggle trying to order inkjet cartridges, or not inkjet cartridges, but toner cartridges for right. you know laser writers and things like that. And um, I did work in a school that was an Apple school. I mean, it was everything was Apple. Um, and so, looking back now, I feel like I was extremely privileged to work in in a district that was all Apple. Because right. now my kids go to schools, and and I've seen other schools, you know, locally and around, just in our area. I mean, Arizona is a really poor example because we're like near the bottom. <laughs> um, but it's all you know outfitted with, and it's not even just that it's it's Windows or, or PCs. It's really cobbled together, and so there's just not the funding for it. there's just not the budget for it except in the more wealthier districts and even those are going the way of chromebooks because the education funding has been so stripped so i really hope that apple's going to be able to compete in this space because it's really important to get into the educational space because and people are gonna this is kind of an icky feeling for some people but it really is about, you know, branding and getting the kids using these devices. This is where they're going to kind of build their affinity for products and, okay. and their taste for hardware and software and, and the things that can be done. And right now, I mean, for example, my kids are, are using Chromebooks. But, my gosh, there's just like there's not really much to experience. I mean, they, they use their Microsoft 365 products. They use sure. Chrome operating system. It's all online. But that's all they're really doing. And I'm, you know, I'm longing for more. I mean, there's just so much that I used to be able to do with kids in an Apple lab. And I look at our little labs and it's all Chromebooks and it's just like, it's kind of cut down and there's just not really much to. It's, it's just not very desirable. So it's, it's, I long for the days of Apple being in, in education, and I really hope that they're making a comeback.
0: Well, I, th- I think they are, and, and they're calling this "Let's take a field trip." So they, they, you know, they wouldn't just do this and picking Chicago of all the places. I mean, it's, it's a very tech-minded city, as well as uh, mm-hmm. it's got a lot of uh, uh, great great support in the education market. So it will be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I mean, just like we'll any of the announcements. be
1: setting the stage and setting an example to follow. Hopefully.
0: Yeah, but let's, uh, we'll see what happens. So uh, next story I caught my eye was also, uh, which uh, we're linking the show notes to, to tidbits, our friend uh, Adam Angst and his crew. Uh, it was a great article. Uh, Apple did acquire a company called the Texture, which is a digital magazine service. Uh, I've used it before. It's a little... It's a little pricey. It's, you spend ten dollars a month for it, and it was a single monthly fee. And, and they offered you know, something like two hundred different titles that are out there. Which you, sometimes you look, you look at this list it's on the on the site. It's like oh, some, I didn't even heard of some of these magazines. So, uh, but mm-hmm. some, some of the big ones are out there. So, I think what Apple's trying to do is they're just trying to get themselves narrowed down to, into the news market, um, and that's what Cube was quoted as saying because they're committed to quality journalism and from trusted sources. And there's a lot of good, a lot of good articles, a lot of these at- magazines out there. So. Uh, so it's interesting to see what they do um a lot of people are, we've talked about this before where you can go to your your, your local library and we've uh, t- I've talked about uh, things with uh using Xenio, which uh what uh, r b digital which is the uh the books company and you can go to your public library's website and be able to get those magazines uh, for free so uh be interesting to see that reminds
1: it. me i gotta add our rb digital app to our show notes here um yep. i just they just did update it and i before we start recording i poked around in it and it is better yeah it is a lot better have you
0: used it i've used the old one i have not seen it since it re- i didn't realize they did that as well so um so yeah it's it's going to be interesting to see what apple does with this uh, some people are, are concerned that maybe they'll just they'll they will kind of just meld it right into the Apple News web, uh, um, app, and then uh, this will go away. And that's kind of it's kind of the trend of what Apple's done when they buy buy companies. You think it's
1: so. you think the News app will cannibalize it somehow?
0: It's possible. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're going to be tapping in a lot of this, a lot of these resources. But who knows? They may, st- may still keep it as a separate uh, separate entity and continue what? On.
1: What do we used to have? News, newsstand. Didn't they try this before with newsstand,
0: and well, it kind of newsstand failed mo- miserably? Newsstand was merged, but they moved it over to Apple News. I mean, Apple News. I mean, it's not a bad app. I mean, and we could, we could talk about this other in uh in, uh, in the future but but Flipboard and a lot of other news type apps uh, that are out there uh, aggregate the news and make it easier to to find things and read things. Um, I use uh, uh, there's a there's a site out there called Mac Hash that I like to use that. Uh, trends on all the apple news um and there's there's lots of others that are out there um but uh, no i think
1: well- well, their news readers, though. I mean, they take like a blog post well, or that, a bog, that, or a set or series of blog posts and journalistic kind of blogs and and, and kind of stream it, them together in an RSS feed, right?
0: Uh, yeah, but Apple News does more. They they, I mean, they go to the obvious sources like New York Times, Washington Post, uh, Newsweek, those kind of uh, magazines mm-hmm. and newspapers. Um, so, I mean, I think that's really what they were trying to do is you know tap into this uh, in the, into this market because there's some so there's some big titles uh, in texture like Forbes and National Geographic, Time magazine uh, to, uh just to name a few so it's so there are some big titles in here um that uh, provide a lot of the news so i think that's what apple's trying to do is they're just looking to uh bring more more content uh, to to the news app that's probably what's going to end up happening
1: well, I agree that they're going to try to try to bring more news to us because and from especially from trusted, you know, vetted, verifiable sources. Right. Um, I did read a little bit in one of the articles that, it, you know, it could be a perceivable goal to kind of cut down on things like fake news and, and stuff like that. And when I read that, I thought, you know, I really do miss paging through magazines, like actual magazines. I mean, you know, Apple has its Apple Books, or I think they're just calling it Books Now, the bookstore. So it very it's conceivable that they could come out with an app to, that's just called magazines. You know, I, again, I mean, they tried to do this with Newsstand. I think Newsstand was actually their attempt at, at trying to put together some kind of a magazine. And, and I, and I want to specify that, you know, magazine is different from just like a blog or any kind of like an online news source. A magazine is more of like, you know, page turns and, and full spreads and and designed pages to, you know, move the reader through. And and I have an affinity for this because I used to work in the printing industry and I used to work in designing magazines. So, um, I really do miss that. I really do miss actual magazine layout and design. And I'd be excited if that is what Apple's trying to do. Uh, if they're trying to bring back actual page spreads and and designing uh, text and, and news to flow to capture the reader's attention and also with the time and energy and elegance and art that's put into it to make it a more um, trusted source of information instead of just reading blogs here and there. Yeah, i but, mean i 'm a blogger i don 't want to totally water it down, and I know that there 's a lot of you know work and in journalistic integrity that goes into blogs i 'm not trying to poo poo that but but I wonder if you know they 're trying to get us back into actually paging through magazines again
0: yeah i, I, I don 't I would say in the interim no I mean, the uh, i 'm quoting on the article here is uh, uh, Eddie Q was uh, interviewed at a South by Southwest conference last, uh, I think it was last week, and uh, he says that Apple plans to integrate the textures content into Apple News. And part of the goal. So it's
1: definitely a plan to put it into news. Yeah,
0: part of the goal is to there is to present stories to readers while avoiding the concerns of fake news. Um, uh-huh. Interesting. He noted a year ago, that Apple news, Apple news used users followed an average of four publications. And now that's up to 20. So this could increase it even more. So maybe that a lot of, a lot of it was what their goal is, you know, where they wanted looking for quality journalism is what it says in the uh-huh. article. So I think that's where it's going to go. At least uh, in the, in the beginning, they, they have no details in what they intend to do with texture. I mean, like I said, they could just meld it in and say goodbye. <laughs> I mean,
1: Mm, I've seen I them. hope not.
0: I've seen them done doing that before, but it's a good service if you like to read a lot of these different magazines. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Mm. Uh, also, let's go back on the iOS. Uh, view you here, iOS 11.3, the developer beta six, it just got released uh, about two days ago, actually on St. Patrick's Day, which is uh, yesterday as we record this. And uh, again, there's more bugs and fixes they're looking to iron out. The, the, big, the big focus really is going to be the, uh, the battery uh, health monitoring. I've been Testing that on one of my devices, and it's it's pretty cool to be able to see that it says your Apple your your battery is in good health, and uh, and also it's gonna tell it tells you right away if your battery has to be replaced. And you know, we talked about that before, but that whole thing, um, they're probably gonna add more emoji characters. I don't know if you got to play with that at all with the iPhone 10 uh, when you no
1: were, didn't get that far <laughs> it wasn't you know, so really priority not, unfortunately yeah
0: that's not. Two super 100% priorities in there, and then they're adding things like business chat in messages to allow for businesses to be able to have an internal chat as opposed to just using the public eye messages, which will be interesting. So, but that's that's out. It's beta six. Uh, I would I'm intending to think that uh, this is going to be coming out very soon. Because you know, again, they, the last beta they would, I think they did nine of them before they released it. So we'll see. Wow. You know, see what happens. So. And then they announced uh, on the, uh, earlier this past week uh, that the Worldwide Developers Conference is going to be uh, on June fourth through the eighth in San Jose, like it was last year. Um, and of course, that's a, a big thing. And of course, they probably probably will unveil new versions of iOS, by iOS ten, Mac OS ten point fourteen, Watch OS five, TV OS twelve. And always that 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 uh, conference is always focused on software, so that's probably what you'll see a lot of. So, like I said, the from the announcement, uh, from the uh, field trip they're going to have on the twenty seventh, I'm hoping they announce some things during that session, maybe a little bit. But uh, the Worldwide Developers Conference usually has a lot of other things discussed, uh, more specifically uh, software. But uh, they might have a few hardware uh, tricks up their sleeve too. So that's coming up. That of course is not easy to get into you have to be a developer and uh it's about sixteen hundred dollars to, to as a ticket and you have to be in the lottery and be able to pin yeah i was gonna say there's a lottery so you don't it's not you can't just walk up and say hey i want to join it so uh another article was i caught my eye was uh apple music apple music is now uh, growing at a record pace with two million subscribers that were just added in the last five weeks um and, and mac mac rumors had a great article talking about uh well, how, where Apple Music has gone from when it started in October 2015, which had about six and a half million subscribers at the start, it's at almost 38 million subscribers. So I think it's uh, really growing at a pretty, uh, pretty fast pace here. Um, and it's it's on the heel. It's getting close to what Spotify is doing. So um, Apple Music. So I I'm a subscriber. I, I like it. and I enjoy it. The music is uh, it works real well for for me. But you know it all depends on what people want as far as content goes. So
1: well, and the Apple Home Pod will probably contribute to that if it hasn't already
0: a little bit i don't think very much i mean the home party as we talked about last episode the uh, mm-hmm. yeah it's not and i i'm not alone in this in this view i mean i, mm-hmm. I had right. to, i i had discussions during my apple my iphone special interest group uh, earlier this week for my for the user group and a lot of people i talked about the same thing uh, we talked about uh, the last episode and uh, yeah it was uh, a lot of people say yeah you got to be really if if you're an audiophile, like we had some folk, one of our one of our members is in the uh, is a very much an audiophile, and yeah, he's not interested in it as much. But uh, but others who are just basic music listeners, you know, they I mean, if it's something entry level, like I said, that then it's great. But uh, yeah, I you, you got to have Apple Music in order to be able to really utilize that device so far. But we talked about that already. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I I like it. I think it's going to continue to grow, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see what happens uh, as far as that goes. So that was some of the news that caught my eye, but you, you wanted to talk about a topic. This this episode is about wearable devices.
1: Yeah, we are wearable now. <laughs> There's uh, It's getting easier and easier to, well, you know, just not to touch a little bit on the HomePod, but it's getting easier and easier to uh, listen to music and podcasts from other sources than just Kit, like the old days of carrying an iPod around you know now it's on your phone your phone has become an iPod but uh lately i've been dabbling in listening to podcasts from my apple watch and there's you know basically two different ways to do that now you either are basically streaming i guess would that be the right word streaming the yeah or you're somehow connecting you know the audio that's coming out of your iphone is now controllable there's wow. there's a screen that says now playing yep and I discovered this the hard way I actually had um I guess one day I was troubleshooting something and I just decided that I was going to rem- it says remove if you if you tap and then swipe on the screen, you can remove the screen much like you can dismiss the pages or the screens on your iPhone in in multitasking mode. And so I decided to get rid of that now playing screen eh, just to see what would happen. (laughs) And it disappeared and I couldn't get it back. And I and so I figured it out. So the tip is that if that screen does go away while you're trying to do, you know, trying to control podcasts, from your screen, simply just playing. I don't think just simply playing a podcast will do it. It might, um, but you have to open up the music app or it, it might work with the podcast app, but if you haven't installed it that, it might not. Um, but it has to be playing some kind of media from your iPhone first and then it will show back up again and yeah. then you can start navigating my, it again.
0: My, my Apple Watch, it, you know, if I'm playing any media online, it comes up. It, if I, I use Domcast as my podcast app uh, and any anytime I'm playing a podcast from there, it comes up. Um, so it, it does, it does, um, come across uh, anytime you uh, have any media. I've got the series three, so I don't know if it's a little different for you of the series two.
1: Yeah. For some reason I couldn't get it to initiate until I opened something up in music and started playing it. So I had dismissed it on my watch and then I went back and I, and I started playing a podcast from say Castro or any of the podcatcher apps and that screen was gone. I couldn't, I couldn't get to the now playing screen. So I actually had to go and open up Apple Music or, or the music app and play a song from there, and then it would show up. That's yeah. how I got it back. Which is so that's just one way of doing it.
0: Yeah, because I was listening to uh, Twit before uh, before we started recording, and every time I I was using TuneIn, uh, and TuneIn comes as soon as you bring up uh, something on TuneIn, it does show up on your on your watch too. Uh, same thing with right. Outcast. But if you've
1: dismissed it to get it back, in in on my Series One, I had to go. Yeah and open up music. So I my, couldn't it, just open up my podcatcher player. It's
0: possibly, might be different on the older version of the watch. Yeah, I wonder. I so, haven't tried. So.
1: so don't panic if it disappears or nope. if you've accidentally swiped it. That's the way to get it back in, in, you know, just the basic way. I mean, just open up music and just start playing something and it'll come back. Um, but it, so it's the now playing screen. It's not actually an app because if you go looking for it in mm-hmm. the list of apps on your watch, it won't show up as an app. It's basically just a screen that appears when there's media playing on your phone so that you can control it from your
0: Apple Watch. Right.
1: So that's, that's the screen that we're talking about, but I don't want to refer to it as an app because I don't want you to go looking for it well, in the list of depends, apps because it won't be there.
0: Depends on the app. I mean, if you have uh, Downcast or if you have um, uh, the Outcast, you're going to talk about a little bit here. That, that's an app that's installed onto the Apple Watch, and there are some apps that can be installed. Right,
1: those are apps, in, yeah. In but harmony the now playing is just a mm-hmm. screen.
0: Yep, but the thing is when when Downcast comes up, it actually brings up the Downcast app, and I have control of what I can right. go to the podcast, and I think and Outcast does that too.
1: Right, so for example, I use the Castro app. I've talked about that in the past, and Castro, for example, doesn't have – an individual Apple Watch app that can be installed. So it relies upon the Now Playing screen. And there's other podcatcher apps that are the same way where they don't necessarily have an app that you can install. So things like um, Downcast and the other apps like that, they have companion Apple Watch apps that can be installed and then you can use those to interact with your podcasts. So that's just something a little bit different. But that is another way that you can list, you can initiate listening to a podcast on your Apple on your on your iPhone and then switch to your Apple Watch. So say, you know, if you're driving or if you're doing something, like, you know, if I'm milling around the house and I want to listen to something, I will set my phone down and I'll have my Bluetooth, you know, earbuds in or something, and I'm walking around the house and I can like say if you know, one of the kids asks me a question or say Something happens where I need to stop the playback. I can pause it right from my my wrist, which is really really great. Yep. So that's what I'm talking about: is being able to navigate. Um, I can rewind. I can fast forward. I can speed it up, depending on you know what you're what you're looking at. And like I said, the apps for the podcasters, like Downcast, um, they have other special features. Like you can speed up the
0: or the change podcast
1: voice, or yeah, you can switch between podcasts and things like that. Which is not something you can really do from the now playing screen. Right. So it just kind of you—you have to kind of play with it and decide which which is going to be the best for you. The now playing screen by default just pops up. You know, like I said, if, if you've been like now, I just keep it. I don't. Right. I'm careful now to not dismiss that screen, um, but that I just keep that handy, and that will come up by default while you're playing some media, and you can interact with that, or you can switch to the different apps on your watch. Um, and then the other thing that I wanted to talk about regarding wearable. Where you know being able to control it from your wrist is an app called Outcast, and it's relatively new. Yep. Uh, but they've had several updates to it, and it just keeps getting better and better. You can read that even in the reviews; people are raving about about it. And I have to be careful to make sure I'm saying Outcast. Mm-hmm. A lot of these uh, podcast apps obviously have the word "cast" in them, so forgive me if I say the wrong one. But this one is called Outcast. It's not Downcast. It's, it's called like Outcast. Down out. Downcast is a different one. <laughs>
0: It's down and out.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or out and down because <laughs> yeah. the out comes first. So, but the thing that's different about this is, yes, there is an app that you start out with on your iPhone, but this is specifically controlled by the Apple Watch. In other words, you download the app for the right. iPhone to get it onto your watch, but you don't ever actually interact with it on your iPhone at all. That The only time that you ever use it on your iPhone is to install it and get it working on your Apple Watch. And then from there on forward, you only work with it on your Apple Watch. Right. And so what this now becomes is it's a podcatcher that's specifically on your Apple Watch, and it uses the hard drive of your Apple Watch to yeah. store the podcast medium. So you're downloading the the digitized media file, the MP3 directly to the watch. Now you can do it over cellular, but it's really, really slow. So, um, there's pages. I'll, I'll go find the link for that too, that kind of walks you through the instructions, but Mm -hmm. basically you want to disconnect your, and it's not unpairing. So beware of that because in some of the instructions that I've read online, people have used the word unpairing and that's bad. (laughs) Don't, don't, yeah, do not unpair. You don't want to, um, I guess it's unpairing. You don't want to unpair your Apple Watch. All you want to do yeah, simply is just <laughs> put it in airplane mode, you know, just to disconnect it from the Bluetooth signal. That's different from pairing. You don't want to unpair it or be able to start right. all over again, right? So you wanna somehow, you know, get the Bluetooth turned off so that it's not going through the cellular connection to your iPhone. You want it to force it to go onto Wi-Fi. And that's that's what the right. act of um disconnecting it from bluetooth does is it forces it to connect to wi-fi and then from there when you go to download the episodes of the podcast you want to listen to it'll go much much faster yeah i noticed that
0: when i was trying it uh, because um i did a podcast demo i forgot to tell you and uh before the show because i we you just did yours at the your Apple user group and uh, I did I did mm-hmm. it at the SIG. so I I t- took took some of your notes there and uh, talked about the outcast app I tried downloading it and yeah it's a, it's pretty slow and you got to keep it active if it's on bluetooth versus when it's on wi-fi yes.
1: Yes. And that's the other thing about keeping it active. So so this is kind of a pain. This is one of these things where um, you want to do this kind of sparingly. You want to be very deliberate about which podcast you want to put on there and like, you know, what episodes. So basically, I would look through some episodes and say, okay, well, I know I want to listen to say, you know, maybe you were listening to a show that had a series like S-Town or Serial, one of those. Um, say, for example, I think S Town, I want to say, has like seven episodes. So you might want to download maybe, yeah, right. I don't know, three or four of those episodes on your watch. I mean, if you have, I mean, it would fit, it would probably fit all seven episodes if you're not, if you don't have that many apps on your watch. But like, say you knew that you were going to go for a walk or you knew you were going to go do something around the house or something that you were going to devote your time to listening to those episodes and just download those episodes because you got to be really picky and choosy because you got to sit there you got to download the episode and you have to keep the watch awake so that means you have to keep looking at it that means you have to keep poking it you kind of have to babysit it <laughs> so and yeah. and in that time that you're downloading if you're downloading a lot of episodes if you go for like the whole series and download all seven of those episodes of that series then you're going to be sitting there for quite a while and you really can't do a whole lot else. I mean, you might be able to multitask a little bit, but you've got to keep making sure that the face is, you know, woken up and that it's on and and monitor the download. So I don't know, maybe that'll be an update for the future that it'll do it in the background, maybe while the it's, watch is, I don't know, in standby um, mode or something.
0: Could be an OS um, limitation too.
1: Yeah, yeah, very well could be. And it probably is. So so that's a that's a downside of it. I mean, like I said, it, it depends on, on how much you really want to do this. But let me tell you, it is very liberating. It is, for me, my opinion is that it is worth the time that it takes to download the episodes. Like I said, just be picky or cheesy. Like I picked maybe three episodes that I wanted to just keep on my watch to have that if I'm ever in a situation, well, I am quite frequently in a situation, like say I want to get stuff done in the kitchen, or I'm milling around the house, and I don't want to have to keep taking my my phone from room to room to room. Yep. Then I will make sure that I download those episodes, plug in my Bluetooth you know, earphone, in my ear, and I can just go. And I don't have to worry about picking up the phone because I went into a room where there was a wall that cut off the signal. So it's very liberating to just be able to have it on your watch. Um, my good friend, Elisa, from my other podcast, she takes, um, she goes and does workouts at the gym. And she loves it because she's able to just stash her phone in the locker and just have the podcast playing from her watch. So it is a a really liberating feeling. But like I said, it comes with a cost. And that cost is that you have to sit down and babysit the downloads until you get everything onto the watch that you want on there by keeping it awake. And then you need to do, you know, you kind of need to do some prep work as far as that's concerned, because you have to know that when you do that, it's going to drain your watch battery.
0: Right. And
1: so you're going to want to like, let's say, you know, you're going to be working out at the gym and you want to do this while the night before you should Get your podcast downloaded to your watch and then charge your and then charge your watch up. You don't wanna be downloading it and then going and working out and then, oh gee, why is my battery at ten yeah. percent? So, you know, so it's it like I said, it's an investment of time. Uh it's it takes, you know, it's it has a cost involved as far as your time is concerned. But once you do get it on there, I feel like it's it's worth it to be – to have that no. liberation of not having to carry your phone with you.
0: For, the, for those of you who run, I mean I, I have friends that, that, that are very avid runners. so I think this would be a good app for that person uh, only because uh, – you could download the the podcast. Of course, you're going to download and Touch with iOS, right? And yeah, exactly. That's
1: what, we're wearable now. That's Right, you, you can wear us and listen li- to us. You
0: can listen to that, and uh, and you not you can. I mean, most runners, I would think, they still want to have their phone with them, only because uh, you know for emergencies. Uh, but if you have this either a watch, you know you might be able not you get away with not having uh, the uh, the phone with you. But yeah, that's it. Definitely was I, I found it. I agree with you. It was kind of liberating. You're saying, Wow, this is great! I, I can finally use my watch and not have to have the phone attached to me to listen to something. So,
1: yep. So I, I've really been enjoying that. Now there are switch back to wearing your phone again. <sighs> um, there are times where, of course, I. Don't have the time to invest, and I just want to listen to my podcast. I just want to stream them, and I don't. I'm not going to invest the time to sit there and make sure they're all downloaded on my watch. And I just want to listen to them from my phone like normal. Uh, so we talked a little bit about you know the, the iPhone 10 and how pocketable that is, and how I kind of missed that form factor. But uh, life, living life with my iPhone 8 Plus, I have found ways, like kind of a little bit of a hack, to try to deal with that. Um, since I can't really just shove my iPhone eight plus into my pocket anymore, I do, I do miss that. Uh, and I think I've talked in the past about the ring that I put on the back of it and Oh, I just, I love that. That has okay. just made, that is such a game changer for me being able to, to do that. But there's another hack that I did, and I attached a lanyard to it, and uh, it basically just involves either finding a lanyard or or making a lanyard or something that has, you know, ends on it, and basically all you have to do is get the type of iPhone case that has the speaker holes cut out on the bottom, so there's a speaker hole on the left and a speaker hole on the right, and this is nice. You can do this now with this model phone, whereas in the past, I think there just used to be, you know, because remember when we used to have the headphone Jack, you know that was on one side, and then the speaker grill was on the other. So now it's uniform. You've got a speaker hole on the left, a speaker hole on the right, and then a cutout for the lightning uh, plug port to to plug your your cable in. And so what I did was I I, bas- I, I braided together some uh, like a stretchy kind of a. Like a silicone type of material. And I braided together a lanyard. I, you know, kind of measured it so that it's sort of like a purse strap almost, and then it like a satchel that goes over your shoulder. And I tied the ends of it, I threaded it through the holes in the bottom of the case, and I made a series of knots so it's really, really secure. And I did it in such a way so that basically the phone hangs upside down. So it hangs when I when I put it over my shoulder, it hangs down by my hip kind of like a, almost like a purse or a a satchel or something would, Mm -hmm. and it hangs upside down. And the reason why that's important is because when you want to snap a picture or when you look at your phone, when you pick it up, it's right side up. So when you pick the phone up, the camera is in the proper orientation. Right. So you can just snap a picture. So I have found that that is really, really handy. And I usually kind of just sling it over my shoulder and then I push it to my back. And then that way, I'm able to wear the phone around the house and it's you know i'm hand hands free and I can listen to my podcasts and and, and kind of mill around the house so that's been really helpful and i I've, I've started uh people are starting to see this out in the
0: wild and and they're complimenting me and I'm like,
1: oh, where did you get that like right. oh it's I custom. made it
0: <laughs> awesome so yeah it's that, that definitely it's a wearable world out there and it uh, sure is and I definitely think uh that uh the, the watch is going to be continuing to continue to evolve in the wearable market. So, um, so we should
1: talk about earpieces yeah, ear because yeah, I was say. in order to be able to wear these devices, whether it's an iPhone or an Apple Watch, you're going to need something to put into your ear to wear. Yeah. And so we have a couple of recommendations here. Um, I'm going to talk about the first one. We've talked about them before, but I really think we just need to uh, mention them again, and that's sleep phones. You may have remembered in some of our earlier podcast episodes, we talked about sleep phones. Dave and I were, were bemoaning like not having something to be able to wear on planes or something to be able to take a nap with. And, and uh, if, if anybody knows me, I suffer from insomnia and these sleep phones have really, really helped me with that. I plug them in and I'm able to listen to podcasts or music or some of my, you know, videos and things like that. Um, you can even pair these things to a uh, fourth gen Apple TV. So you don't have to disturb your partner while they're sleeping and you're trying to watch TV. Uh sleep phones are basically, if you haven't heard about them before, they're like a stretchy um, band that goes around your, your head. You wear them around your head. And, you know, for runners or joggers, people, they, you know, hold your your hair back or, you know, it's like a sweatband almost. And then there's very flat speakers that are on either side. And what's really great about them is the bands, they're washable and everything is sewed together with a Velcro piece in the middle. And you just split the Velcro apart and you can pull – the speakers out of it, and you can toss the band in the washing machine, and then put them back together, and they just slide in there. And they're wireless, and they're they have one that's called an effortless, which I have. There's a it's magnetic charger, almost like the Qi. Uh, charger that we have for our iPhones, you can charge these wirelessly by just setting them on and little lights blink and let you know when it's connected and when it's charging. And it blinks green when it's connected. And then it's a solid green once it's all charged and you just pull them off the magnet and they're ready to go. So sleep phones are ones that I definitely recommend. Um, We have a link to them in our show notes and you can go and learn all about where to purchase them and what kinds of models and colors and and how to utilize them and things like that. So I really recommend sleep phones.
0: What was the cost? For those? What is that? What was the cost for the wireless ones?
1: The wireless ones. It looks like let's see what the price is now.
0: So I an- it's
1: been a while since I looked at them. The wireless now. The, there's wireless and there's effortless. So the wireless ones are ninety nine ninety five. And I'm sure there's you know sales and things on Amazon that you can find. And a lot of times if you subscribe to their newsletter, they'll send out coupons. So be on the lookout for those. They, they're always offering sales on them. Um, but the wireless model is ninety nine ninety five, and that just means that there's a little there's like a little flat gray piece that's inside, and all you do is just open up the velcro, mm-hmm. and you just connect it with a I think it's a micro USB and it comes with it and just plugs in and that's how you charge those but the effortless those are 129.95 and that's the one that I was talking about where it's just a magnetic disk that sits down right. on your nightstand and you just simply place them on top and it's just like a little magnet that charges it. Is that inductive charge, charging or something like that? No, cool. And they still have the classic, the corded ones. Those are forty bucks, and those are the ones that plug in. You can I use have. your adapter that came with your iPhone. You can still use a plug. What I liked though is like I've said before, I like being able to have my iPhone plugged in and charging overnight because I don't want it to drain. You know, not that it would, because it's a no. plus, but still, you too. know, I it lowers my anxiety knowing that it's charging and that I'm not going to wake mm. up to a dead phone. And so I like to have it charged, and then I can use these wireless headphones and not have to worry about using the port at the same time. So that's what I really love about them. And they're soft and they have different colors and different patterns. And like I said, they're washable and I just, I just love them. So I'll brag about them every chance I get. (laughs) So what was the one that you recommended? Well,
0: of course I, I have the AirPods. Um, It's it's hard not to recommend those. Um, They're, they're pretty amazing. I mean, the, the sound quality is, is superb. Uh, they're pricey, but I mean that's why I asked you about the prices because even if you get the 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 one that's one twenty nine, you know the AirPods are not much more expensive. They're at one fifty nine. Uh, mm-hmm. I know. Apple's, Can you
1: sleep with them though? I mean, wouldn't they fall out while you're sleeping? Would yeah, that we, hurt your ears after a while? It would you know, mine.
0: I I can't sleep with them because I worry they're going to fall out and then they fall somewhere I can't find them. So
1: right, um, <laughs> Back behind so no. Bed. But I I
0: agree for the application of sleeping. Yeah, no. This that's yeah. those sleep phones are pretty pretty awesome when it comes to that. Um, but I mean, Apple's going to come out with some. It isn't wire. It isn't wireless uh, charging at the time now. It's uh, you, you have to plug it in with this lightning cable each time you want to charge it. Um, but uh, I know in the future that there's going to be a wireless case for that. So, but th- those are one of them. The other one I I recommended. I I recommended because I I happened to just find it uh, uh, last week on Amazon is. Uh, is a made by it's a made by a company of uh, M J Y U N. They're truly wireless earbuds, and they have a pretty solid rating on uh, on Amazon. Uh, they're about uh, thirty two bucks, uh, which you know pretty affordable. See if the price has changed since then. No, yeah, you know, a couple of days ago I saw they had the white ones were cheaper than the black black ones. So and that looks like huh. they have black ones now because they're probably selling like crazy. Uh, but they're very they're small little earbuds, just similar to what the uh, what the Air AirPods are. Um noise canceling, which is interesting. And they have a microphone and a charging case. Um so for thirty-six bucks, it's you know, it's not a bad deal if you're looking for some simple uh Bluetooth uh uh wireless uh headphones that are, are smaller earbuds. And I'm sure they have the I'm pretty sure they have the different uh different size uh pods that you can change for the ears and all that.
1: Now tell me about the AirPods. What is about how many hours of of listening time do you get out of those AirPods? after they're charged?
0: You mm-hmm. could usually get anywhere between five and seven hours.
1: Okay. Cause like we were talking about another one. I'm not going to link to it because I don't really recommend them. Yep. Um, I had gotten a set. I won't say what they are, but I got a set that's similar to these, these ones that are, um, that we linked to. What are they called again? The ones that you just
0: mentioned. M- M-J- MJUN.
1: MJUN. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce M-J-U-N. that. I had gotten a similar pair, and I, I did read the review. We also linked to it from BGR. They reviewed them pretty well, but they still don't really quite answer the question I have about the quality of them yeah. because what I noticed with this knockoff brand that I had gotten, now they do say in their – Right up, that they do have. It says um, allows for two hours of music time in a single charge, which isn't really all that, no, much. that much. It does say up to five hours of uh, premium quality talk playtime and up to eighty hours standby time. So, yeah, these probably do stay charged a lot longer than the ones that I had gotten. Right. But when you're actually listening to them, they do tend to drain pretty fast. The ones that I'd gotten the knockoff, so I'm just I'm telling this to our listeners to be no, really right. careful of these. You can get these and they're definitely a much um cheaper alternative to getting the, you know, like the official Apple AirPods, but beware that you're getting what you pay for. So we might be recommending uh, this particular model, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's, if it's not far removed from the one that I got, where, you know, you're getting what you're paying for. They don't have the length of charge time quality that the Apple AirPods do. So you kind of have to temper your expectations. Now with the ones, the knockoff ones that I got, I have them paired to my Apple Watch and just like we discussed earlier, I'm using it solely for the purpose of being able to listen to podcasts or music or whatever from my Apple Watch and I'm really only ever using them for a couple of hours anyway. So the fact that they die in like four hours time, at first I was really kind of shocked. I was like, really? Why? they last that much longer but then i was like you know what it's really not that big of a deal i just to to uh rectify the situation i just keep the thing plugged into like a um an outlet in my bathroom mm-hmm. and it has a little charger thing. And this one that you mentioned, these, these other ones um, have a case that they right. pop into and charge. That's like kind of does. like a, you know, similar as the Apple ear, uh, yep. uh, models. The ones that I got just have like a little pluggy to you, and you just plug them into the bottom of each one and you plug it that way and they light up and they turn blue when they're charged. Yep. So to, to combat that, I just, you know, keep, keep it plugged into the bathroom and I just plug them in when they die and I stick them back on when I'm ready to use them. But like I said I don't, I really only need a couple of hours anyway. So my other bluetooth that I have that I use for driving, that one has like a 7 hour charge. So that one lasts anywhere I get I get a good, you know, couple of days worth of use out of that one because I'm just using it for trips back and forth in the car. So that's another tip that I wanted to mention is one of the other cumbersome things about trying to listen to podcasts from your Apple Watch, although it is liberating. And like I said, it's (laughs) worth the effort to invest in getting it set up. One of the other gotchas is that you have to pair a Bluetooth headset to it and In order to do that, Bluetooth is – I don't think the future is here yet when it comes to the Bluetooth. It can be kind of uh, persnickety because sometimes you have to unpair it from the phone in order to get it to connect to the Apple Watch. Like sometimes it's hard to switch between the two. They don't always cooperate. So what I've decided to do is basically just keep these cheaper Bluetooth headsets around. I mean, we've inherited some from family members or people who didn't want them anymore or whatever. So we've got several of them laying around. The kids, you know, have some, we have some Bluetooth headsets Are you know, the prices are are coming down. So it's not uncommon to have a couple of pairs of these things floating around. So I've decided that, okay, I have this one earpiece that I'm going to use just for driving. So I kind of either keep that in my car or I keep it, you know, in my purse or something that I take with me that goes in my car. And then I have this other little cheapy set of, knockoff uh, AirPods that, <laughs> like I said, they don't last very long, but I don't really need them to last that long. And so I keep those paired to my Apple watch. Okay. And then I have another set that I keep paired, like my sleep phones, they're always paired to my, um, my iPhone. The only other time I change the pairing for my sleep phones is if I pair them to the TV, if I, but right. I don't even do that much anymore. Like I don't watch a lot of TV before I fall asleep because it just keeps me awake anyway. <laughs> so I basically have resorted to keeping different Bluetooth devices, you know, earpieces paired to different devices. And that saves the hassle of having to unpair and repair them. So that's just another tip. If you do happen to have a bunch of cheap versions of Bluetooth, just go ahead and just keep them designated to different devices and just make your life easier. Well,
0: well, <laughs> Don't I'll just fight also, with it. Well, one thing I will mention, of course, is the AirPods do have the, the the automated chip built into them. So as soon as you put them in your ear, they automatically connect um and so you don't
1: have to go through the settings you don't have then to go through, through the settings them?
0: not normally that's nice yeah because it's it's automatically linked i mean the i have a pair of the beats uh uh headphones too that do the same thing because they have that same chip in them um and that's yeah the, uh, so see
1: you're paying a premium for that are. chip that extra you, special feature
0: <laughs> but it's automated which is nice it really is yeah yeah but all right so that was good good uh, Information about your pieces and uh, let's uh, move on. We talk about some of the apps uh, we found. I just put the link in the show notes here for the RB Digital for uh, if you wanted to hit hit on that a little bit.
1: I did because I'm actually pretty impressed with this just before the show. I really I just need to put some more time into this because I I, like I said, I do miss looking at magazines and the RB Digital app. I had dismissed it for the longest time because Mm -hmm. Um, And we should specify that what's important about the RB Digital app and the reason why I'm using it is because you don't have to have a magazine subscription. What you have to have is a library card. And that's the beauty of it is you can sign in. You can create an RB Digital account with your library card. And then that's how you can, you know, quote, unquote, check out or virtually check out books and magazines. And there's even comic books in here. Mm-hmm. Um, I had dismissed this a while ago because it came out. I used it for a little while and I went to download. Believe it or not, this is ironic or maybe it's not ironic. <laughs> I downloaded George Orwell's 1984 book and it just kept failing. <laughs> it wouldn't install. Like it would install and it wouldn't freeze and, you know, it, it just wouldn't work. And But I just tried it again and it downloaded Flawless. And it was fine. Um, there are audiobooks. There's magazines. There's eBooks. It's just a really great way to use to utilize the public library resources, but in a digital fashion. I just downloaded an Apple magazine, uh, and you can download it and read it. And these are great for traveling. You basically just download them on your on your iPad. Now they do right. quote unquote expire. And, you know, you can basically check them out for a limited amount of time. But just the like I mean, library. Who, <laughs> Yeah, just like just like even analog in the analog world, why do you want a whole pile of magazines? I mean, unless you're a hoarder and you like to yeah. collect those things, but why do you want a pile of magazines laying around your house? You don't want a pile of magazines piling up and you know, taking up space on your hard drive. And you know, I've told you before, I like to live lean, so <laughs> I usually get the sixty-four gigabyte model and, and save some some dough on that. And this is a great way to be able to live lean because it doesn't take up a lot of space because you have to check them back in and or they expire and i mean there's no like book to return or anything so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna have to start investing some more time on this and and just sit down and cuddle up with my ipad and and read some magazines and and get into this or or read some books now so yeah i would definitely check it out go to go to the rb digital website and and like i said if you have if you don't have a public library card, go get one, and yeah. then you can use your library card to sign into the account, and then that's how you can check out books. It's connected to your local library.
0: And you may need so, to, you may need actually go to your local library's website to check to make sure that they they participate because there could be a few people are listening that their library may not participate, but yeah, I can't imagine most, most, most do, and just just check it out and make sure that they uh, they, they participate in the program. And then I think this day and age. Like you said, the word analog, less and less mm-hmm. people are probably going and checking things out of a library when they can go online and, and they would be able to check out a book or a, or audiobook or even the magazine for that matter. So,
1: Yep, we still have this as a resource, so we should utilize it. I mean, for me, it's great because I have kids and they have to do, you know, reading outside of school and, and they have to um, take little quizzes and things like that. And so this right. has been great for checking out books for them when, you know, they forgot to bring their book home or something and they still need to be able to do their assignment. So that's been really helpful. So I would check that out.
0: And I know if you want to touch a little more on OutCast, I know you talked about it pretty extensively in the wearables uh, segment. Uh,
1: Yeah, I'd say, I mean, we linked to it. Go check it out. I think, is it still 99 cents? Because I purchased it. I'm not sure if it, but it was on sale for 99 cents. So hopefully that sale hasn't gone off.
0: Yep, it's still 99 cents.
1: All right, go grab it before the price goes up because more of us are talking about it.
0: (laughs) Made by the company Crunchy Bagel.
1: Yeah. That's a great name, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, And you can get to their website from the app page and Mm -hmm. they have instructions on how to install it. And, you know, tips like we mentioned, like make sure that you're downloading over Wi-Fi as opposed to cellular and it'll go a lot faster
0: and uh, i 'm probably sure i've mentioned this app before, but I wanted to mention it again uh, I talked about it last week during my uh, iphone uh, special interest group is the apple support app it 's pretty amazing uh we had uh We had a representative from our local apple store come in to, from the business team and uh he uh, gave us a little insights so of what we can get what we can get out of apple at, and what they 're doing all that kind of stuff It was a, it was a great session and we talked a little bit of, pretty extensively about the Apple support app and how great it is. I mean, download the app. Make sure you have it on your iPhone, or your iPad. You can go in and you actually can chat with a support rep. You don't have to call them. They 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 can get into your device. They can do tests. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. I mean, Apple's gotten I've a lot. I've used it. Yeah, I'm sure you have. And probably you've used it with your clients too. Uh, and it's just amazing what you can do without having to go and visit the Apple Store if you have to. Uh, they, I know some people like to do that. I think they like to, and that was one of the biggest complaints is the fact that they can. Well, I can just go online and make an appointment. That's all I want to do. I mean, well, well, Apple wants uh-huh. you to do a little bit more testing and do some little more troubleshooting before you just you know bring it in because it, it it does take up a lot of their time too. If if it's something simple that they could have easily fixed, you know, with, via the support app. So I would highly recommend it we have a link in the show notes to that as well so and you want to hit on twitter where if a little bit um, I think that was one that you had put <coughs> there. Oh, no, was it? I thought it was you. I'm sorry. Uh Twitterific I put on here too. Um, uh, tw- if everybody doesn't know if you use Twitter, uh f- for social media, uh Twitter actually discontinued the Mac app, and that's what kinda influenced me to to take a look uh at Twitterific again. Uh they did lower the price. Um, I believe it's uh it's free plus in 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 app purchases for iOS. Uh, and I believe they cut it down to six ninety nine for um uh, uh, from a Mac, and it used to be nineteen ninety nine. Uh, if you want in-app purchases, which removes uh, which removes uh, ads and uh, and ads push notifications, it's only five six five bucks. Um, and if you if you're a heavy user of Twitter, I, I highly recommend it because it, it it does uh, go through and gives you a lot more uh, easier ways of finding things. And I find Twitter to be a place where you can just you, you don't want to be a you don't want to be out there actually tweeting stuff, but we want you to follow us on Twitter, of course, in touch with iOS. Shameless plug, uh, <laughs> but but uh, I I I find that the Twitter is a place where you can just be a lurker. You can just be reading things and finding out what the, what's going on, and you don't have to be active with it. So it, it, that's what's great about Twitter. It's it's a very you can go one way or the other uh, when it comes. Well, to Well, Twitterific
1: so. makes it easier on your eyes. Um, I do. used to use it a lot when I was really using Twitter a lot more. I've started to use Twitter more recently. Yeah. Um, I. You know, it comes in waves. Like there's times when you just spend a lot of time on Twitter and there's times when you just right. don't have time to spend on it. But Twitter Twitterific is one of those apps that it, it makes the experience a lot more customizable. Um, it's easier on the eyes. You can use, you know, there's a I think there's a dark mode, a light mode, things like that. And you can manage your lists easier. You can filter things a lot easier. It just makes it easier to navigate Twitter, whereas Agreed. the basic app is kind of basic.
0: Yeah. It's got, the base gap's gotten a little better. They did add the dark, they added the dark, uh, light uh, in the the new one. So, um, and you wanted to talk a little bit about app advice. I've, I've used these guys for a long time. They've, they've, they've quite evolved lately. It's website as well as an app.
1: Yeah, it's just it's kind of like getting a little like candy, like getting a little treat or something. Um, I do like the little notification that comes on on my Apple Watch. I like it. I go and I check my phone. It's just one of those things where it's not the news and it's not, you know, something depressing. It's just a happy little update. And you go and you read about the apps that are on sale. They do really nice reviews. You know, they they're very kind of simple and to the point like, you know, what is what is the app? What is it? Who is it for? Why did they pick it? And then they give some ratings. And then you just tap on it if you're interested on it. And it takes you to the app store where you can then just use your fingerprint to download it and yeah. and buy it. And like I said, they're, they've gone on sale. So most of the time they're, they're free. And sometimes, occasionally, I have seen where I've gone to look at it and, oh, darn it, the sale expired. Right. So you not, know, but one time objective. it was – I forget which app it was. But one time I was like, oh, it looks so great and I bought it anyway even though it wasn't on sale anymore. So that can happen.
0: Yep. So, and, uh, one thing I wanted to mention too, is, uh, I'm pretty excited. I got us listed uh, on uh, TuneIn tune in radio tune in, uh, which was pretty psych- exciting. I did try to do it because tune in does have, uh, uh, support with Amazon echo, but it currently is not working. I'd have an email sent to them to see if that potentially might have to pay for that. I'm not sure. Uh, okay. but, uh, but you can find us on TuneIn Radio if you listen on TuneIn. You can subscribe to us on TuneIn. Uh, we put a link in the show notes so you can get on, out to there as well. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it, that's a, another way of being able to listen to us, and a lot of podcasters are out there, and you find a lot of other podcasts out there as well. So um, i thought pretty excited about that. But anything else you wanted to bring up before we uh, wrap this up?
1: No, I'm actually excited to wrap this up because I've, I've put a little extra something, something in our, in our outro there. So I think we should wrap it up and and go ahead and get to that.
0: I better check this before I start reading here. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, we appreciate you listening. Thanks for listening. And we hope you f- you, uh, you're more in touch with iOS after hearing this episode. Subscribe to our podcast in your favorite podcaster. Or ask us by name using your favorite smart speaker. Well, not yet. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> show, show your friends how to find us on Apple Podcasts, on the Apple Play, uh, the Google Play Store, or on Stitcher Radio. And and again, like I just mentioned, we're on TuneIn. We look forward to bringing you more useful information in future episodes. I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can follow me on Twitter at DaveG65.
1: And I'm Melissa Davis, and you can find me online all over at The MacBommy.
0: Stay tuned and subscribe for future episodes, and thanks for listening.